No, it was a complete surprise. We knew something big was coming, but we had no idea what it was. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. You're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, and today we have an amazing show with an amazing guest. She is the Jill of all trades, rhinestone cowgirl, impact wrestling backstage correspondent. Please welcome Mean Gia Miller. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me and a fabulous introduction. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's so it's so crazy. I mean, I'm sure you get this all the time. It's like Mean Gia Miller, but you're just so like, not mean. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like a, it's, it's, it's an ironic name, but it, I get it if you if you see a different side of me, but you just okay. you don't see that side. <laughs> well, let's 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 hope let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, but let's talk about it. So Impact Wrestling had a really they have a real fun show, uh, IPWF, oh, where yeah. you got to uh, you got to wrestle in it. Because for my folks who don't know where you where you should know, and before I ask actually ask you this question, first I'll shout out. I've been following um, Impact for a long time, and we've been doing shows about Impact for a long time. And I remember when they had almost like rot um, rotating hosts, like depending on where they're filming, they had different hosts. Yeah. So shout out to you. You are like the chick. You are the person. Um, great job. Um, you know, and I'm not going to go into how you got started because you've done ten, to, to, a whole bunch of interviews talking about that. So if y'all want to know, just go and check out the other interviews. But great you. job and like you're the you're the face you're the backstage face so kudos to you for that i try i'm the backstage bombshell that's what i call myself there it is i like it i like it so let's get into uh you do the backstage stuff but this latest episode you're doing some wrestling and it's oh, yeah. styles wrestling so okay. how, did, how did that come about and i saw your instagram pictures with like your outfit so like take me through all of that how did how do you guys recreate all this so that's that other side that I'm talking about. That's that main side that gets to come out every now and again. Obviously, uh, I've said it in interviews before. I got into wrestling originally because I wanted to be a wrestler. And then I kind of mm. fell into this role and really hit my stride here. Uh, but when they started talking about IPWF, they did it before I showed up at Impact. And I loved it. And I begged, please, if y'all do it again, please let me be on it. Please, 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 please. And then once they started talking about it, Someone just mentioned it to me. They were just like, oh, yeah, you're wrestling. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, wait, what? <laughs> and so this is my, I believe, my fourth IPWF okay. uh, that I'm doing. And I've gotten to wrestle each time. It's been a lot of fun. I did WrestleCade last year. And mm -hmm. it's like I get to do, I get to have these matches like with Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, Courtney Rush slash, slash Rosemary, people mm -hmm. that. I may have never been in the ring with otherwise, especially as an interviewer. But so right. this Thursday, it's all going down. It's uh, not Mean Gia Miller and not Jordan Grace. Uh, it is Rusty Iron and Georgia Cobb in a mixed tag match. My my partner will be, of course, Rip Razor. And her tag partner is Cowboy Colt McCoy. So it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. Oh my gosh. So like I, so many, so many, um, I'm just fascinated with the behind the scenes of it all. Like who, who came up with like the names, um, you know, I, I mean, obviously I see how certain things play out based off personalities, but like, how did, and how did it all come about? How do you decide this was like your kid, this is who you're going to embody? Well, 
our, our writers are in charge of the whole thing and it's a big fun project and, and they have a lot of fun with it clearly. And mm -hmm. when they first pitched me, uh, I was always going to be with Rip Razor, um, mm -hmm. but I was going to be named Stacy Stiletto because we love alliterations. And <laughs> while I loved Stacy Stiletto, Rusty Iron actually is an inside joke between me and a lot of the knockouts. Uh -huh. uh, it is too many stories combined into one to try and say it, but I'll basically say that I'm anemic and I don't have enough iron and it just, it, it you know how jokes just snowball <laughs> and, and I became rusty iron and I was like, well, if, if I'm with Rip Razor, what if, what if we were ripping rusty a little bit of R and R and they were okay. like, okay, we could do that. So the, we still have that freedom to like, if we have an idea, we can pitch it. Even yeah. last year at WrestleCade, it was my first time without Ace slash Rip and Rip mm -hmm. has, the, has the knife as his weapon. And I knew I was going to have uh, Sebastian Baker, AKA Jimmy Jacobs as my manager. So I was like, well, mm -hmm. I feel like I need a supplemental weapon. So I get to WrestleCade, hop in an Uber, go to Lowe's, buy an eight inch galvanized spike uh, because that was Jimmy Jacobs calling card. And I'm a Jimmy Jacobs mark. Uh, and I had it like in my pocket and I was like, Jimmy, can I please? And he was like, no, you can't use that. And I was like, well, like, and I pitched the whole idea. He was like, okay, well, you've really thought about this. Okay. I guess I'll let you use it. <laughs> so I was like, yes. And then I, I did reach out to him before this past one. And I just made sure, Hey, is, is Rusty still allowed to use the spike? And he was like, always and forever. So I was like, it was, Aww. yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that, you know, um, our, our predecessors are able to like, okay, you clearly you've done your research. Like you, you can do it. But um, speaking of kind of going back in time a little bit after bound for glory, they did this crazy ass video, like shout out to the writers, the editors, all the things. Oh my gosh. I know. So first off, did you know, like, did you and everybody else know that like this was coming or was it no, it was a complete surprise. We knew something big was coming, but we had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the end of Bound for Glory, it, everyone was just huddled around. I mean, I know you've probably seen the video of everyone mm -hmm. just huddled around the screens watching, hoping that we're going to find out what this big announcement is. And it was a legitimate reaction. Nobody in that room knew what was about to happen, what was about to be said. And it was, it, I mean, Trey Miguel said it best. Uh, he was, he was the star of that video. And, but he, that's exactly how everyone felt. I felt that way. I was so excited. I was so shocked, so surprised, but I mean, the time was right and mm -hmm. I'm so excited. And now I get to say that I'm a TNA knockout. That's so cool. It was, yeah, it's just, it, it, like what a time to be alive, like wrestling and women's wrestling. And like, I mean, I've said it, it like everywhere, like impacts the knockouts, like women's wrestling, like this is, is everything. Yeah. It's everything. Which brings us to 2024, which is like four or five weeks ago, four, 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 four or five weeks ago, four or five weeks away. Um, So you guys are going to be in Orlando, Vegas for Hard to Kill. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the, the calendar is already kind of packed. So what, what's the, like the excitement for yourself? Because you kind of have to lead the charge, try not to get hit 
all the things. Um, but you're you're involved in all these kind of storylines, being the backstage co- correspondent. So oh yeah, I mean, I, I get the scoop. I'm I'm there for all of the big developments, and and that's something that I it is not lost on me. I love the moments that I get to be there for and and part of. January is absolutely already stacked. It's mm-hmm. we are starting the year off with a bang. We'll be at the Palms for Hard to Kill, like you said, mm-hmm. on January thirteenth, I believe. Thirteenth, yes. And then uh, the fourteenth is Snake Eyes. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's going to be. I know our locker room. I know our roster. They are going to come in like a blaze of glory, like a bat out of hell. They are going to give it their all for that first couple of shows. And for the rest of the year, I I can imagine, because there is just this morale that's in the locker room right now that is just unmatched. Yes. I I mean, I definitely agree. Now, um, I know I might, this might get you into a bit of hot water. So I apologize. But who is your favorite knockout? Ooh, hmm. That is that is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, while we have many many legends that I respect and admire and and owe a lot to, uh, there is one that I owe everything to, and that would be Jessica Havoc, yes. or just Jessica right now. She mm-hmm. is truly my wrestling mother. Uh, as a person, but then as a wrestler, as a knockout, she was one of the first ones that I saw that made it click for me. When I was in middle school, high school, never really thinking that that's something I would ever be able to do, even though I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. It was something about seeing her so authentic and so real and something so unique. It was hers. She was Havoc. And Mm -hmm. Sure, there were a lot of different characters and maybe there was inspiration drawn from her and from others, but there was only one Havoc. There was only one Jessica. And even now with this new version of her that we're seeing, you're really getting to see the depth and how good she is, the range that she can do because she's so freaking funny. Mm -hmm. But she's, she's my favorite knockout for sure. Okay, all right. I mean, I I like that. Has she given you any advice that like to this day, like, you know, when you're doing something like it's almost like um, because I, I know when my mentors give me advice and I and then I'm implementing it in my life, I think like, oh, my gosh, this is like invaluable. So has she given you any advice? Oh, my gosh. She's given me all of the advice. <laughs> she has been there for me before I even started training. I lived in her house uh, and pretty much all of my beginning lessons before I even stepped in a ring mm-hmm. came from her. Just little ins and outs, little little tidbits of information. Her and Sammy both. They both really took care of me and made sure that I had every every tool in my in my in my toolbox to help me mm-hmm. succeed. And I really, I really credit them so much for just how much I've done in a very short amount of time. Nice. And, uh, you know, speaking of stuff you've done, you've done not only backstage and your wrestling, but you also like you, you, you put stuff together. You bedazzle stuff. Do you, do you sew as well? I do. I actually, all of my gear I've made. Um, There's only one set that I haven't made that was made by Allie Parker. Uh, 
post uh, apartment fire a couple years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I have made all of my own gear. Uh, there are some things I do make from scratch. I do a lot of embellishing, bedazzling, painting. I am indeed the Jill of all trades, master of none. Uh, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of hats, I did see that interview with uh, Mickey James where you you make a lot of her hats. And you also help, uh, I mean, I saw an Instagram video um, where Masha, I think you you know, revitalize one of her outfits would be dazzling. And apparently you do that for a lot of the knockouts and maybe, you know, the guy wrestlers as well. Um, but what is your most, cause I also sew as well. And I always think of like, you know, I always think of like the stuff that I've sewn throughout, like my very first thing, this is, you know, I'm going to edit this part out, but I made my mom and I a skirt when I was like six. And I remember, like, I remember it. Like it was a terrible skirt. The lines were all off and all this stuff. Oh yeah, but you remember. Yeah. What's the piece of thing that you're like, you look back and you're like, man, like that was, it's always kind of hold something in your heart. Honestly, it was something that I've done in the past year or so. Uh -huh. uh, and it was gear for a male wrestler on the indies, which okay. with a very specific character and a very specific look that mm -hmm. it wasn't trunks. It wasn't tights. I made him a romp him, a romper a jumpsuit if you will a <laughs> literally like a collared shirt button up that was had an attached belt and attached shorts and i did little embellished rolled cuffs and pockets and emblems it because he's he's a fraternity guy so okay. it had to be kind of preppy but still athletic and i made right. the first one and we didn't really use the right material but it came together okay and it held up mm. we're like let's take another crack at it and we found the perfect material for it and it came together so quickly and he still wears it. And it is probably the one thing I'm the most proud of. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that gives me goosebumps. Like I'm just seeing, seeing your vision come to, it's like all the way, um, like the artist in you, like seeing your vision come to light with everything. And then also seeing like the costumes and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I say all the time, I, I'm not a planner. I'm not very good at planning. I'm not good at thinking about things beforehand. I'm just mm -hmm. a doer. I just do things. So sometimes mm -hmm. it gets really overwhelming for me to try and visualize like, uh, okay, this is the thing I want to do. And I need to do this so that I can do this. I just kind of let things go. And as I continue to make, I continue to create. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I could do this. Huh? Let's try this. And if I don't like it, I can always undo it. Okay. I like it. I like it. And um, before we get out of here, let's talk about relationships. Um, and, and it's so funny. Did you, did, uh, you saw um, this, this week's episode and they made reference to, to you and, and Ace being in a relationship and, you know, back in, I think it's, you know, kind of the play on the eighties. It's like, you know, the, your parents wouldn't like it, but fast forward to where we are now, 2023, um, being in a relationship and, you know, being with somebody that you also work with, um, and all the things, what is, what is that life? Like, um, you know, you're seeing a lot, you see a lot of it. There are a lot of wrestlers who are in relationships, but you know, what's, what's yours like? Sure. Uh, well, you know, it's different for every couple because some, mm -hmm. some couples work really well together and some not in a negative way, but they just, they work better on their own and they, mm -hmm. and they don't, you don't see them kind of cross over very often. And, and we do that a little bit. We're, we're, we're definitely crossed over on the indies a little bit. And so when we get to do our, our fun stuff uh, for IPWF, it's always a good time. Anytime I get to share uh, the stage or the camera with him is always special mm -hmm. to me. But it's so funny because before I worked at Impact, he was there. And mm -hmm. 
that was how I got that opportunity, but it wasn't through him. I did not want to go and be Ace Austin's girlfriend in the back. Right. I wanted to go and be Gia Miller, Georgia Lee Milton, someone who's willing to work hard and do whatever it takes to succeed. Yeah. And it all just kind of worked out, but it's honestly been so wonderful to share this journey with him. He's, in addition to him being my best friend, my number one supporter, he's also a coach of mine. He's also one of my trainers. And he is really good at not letting our relationship affect our professional relationship and vice versa. We, nice. al although they cross over a lot, we never really have conflicts regarding them. And, and, I, and I'm truly, truly grateful for that. But he is always there to lift me up. I love having him ringside anytime I get because I'm, as we know, we're always so hard on ourselves. And he's such a talented performer and such a hard worker. So that when I roll over and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. He's like, you're doing so good. I'm so proud Aww. of you. And, and that's all I need. Because I know he wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it. He, he right. won't just blow up my ego. And, and, and I appreciate his honesty always. Nice. Oh my gosh. A nice, mature, healthy relationship. It's, we need to see more of that on social media. Um, but last question before we get out of here, then this was, this one might be, I, I think I've been saying this is a tough question throughout the whole interview. So my bad, but last question, um, in the, who are your like, um, Mount Rushmore's. So two things, Mount Rushmore of women wrestlers and then Mount Rushmore of, um, like wrestling personalities mm, mm -hmm. backstage and correspondents and color commentators. Who would be your, and, and with that one, that second one, you can include men and women. Okay. Okay. I think my women's wrestling, women's wrestling Mount Rushmore, obviously I have to put Gail Kim, 100%. Have to put Awesome Kong, 100%. Okay. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's a given, Mickey James. And for me, it's Tara, Victoria. She, she is that, those are, those are my Mount Rushmore. Is it four That's or is it five? One. It's four. Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I always, uh, I think I, as four. far okay. as, as far as broadcast personalities, commentary, I'll even include managers a little bit in there. Cause mm -hmm. there's a lot of crossover there. I mean, Mean Jean, of mm -hmm. course, Renee Paquette. Cause, oh my gosh, she, I, that is someone I, I really idolize and I want to be like, oh my gosh, she's incredible. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Paul Heyman. Yeah. To Gibbon. Yeah. And this one is my personal Mount Rushmore, Tom Hannafin. I think he is one of the best, if not the best in the business. And he's been so, so vital to my career and he's really taught me so much, but it takes a lot to be able to teach someone that. Mm -hmm. So that's a true testament of how good he is. Well, there it is. Um, I want to thank you so much. I'm going to let you get because you got a lot of things going on. Um, but before you get out of here, um, let people know where they can find you. You can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards at Mean Gia Miller, no spaces involved. Or you can check me out every Thursday night on Impact Wrestling. There it is. And then also shout to your mom, that glam acronym. Uh, right, Georgia Leanne Milton. She she planned it. Slam and glam. That's us. I, 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 that's that's. I, I, might, I might have to steal that 
the acronym. That's that's amazing. So shout out to her for that. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for watching. My name is TK Trainad. You can follow me on everything at TK Trainad. Make sure you check out Women's Wrestling Talk on everything at WW Talk Pod. Uh, and also www.talkpod.com and www.talkpod. And thank you guys for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.